Welcome to Pharma Talk Radio. I'm Valerie Bowling. I'm pleased to share a session from the 2019 Mobile and Clinical Trials Conference, where Merck's Kai Bode shares Merck's digital health strategy for mobilizing mobile efforts and engineering for scale. For details on the upcoming 2020 conference, visit theconferenceforum.org. Enjoy the podcast. So um, when they were talking about the stretch goal for today, what do you want to do? Um, I was looking at the last day, 510, there's a session of you know, learning from mistakes we had. And I said, just please don't be on that list inviting me here. Um, so one of the things that I'll just talk to you about is um, I had to rewrite my, uh, my talk because um, it was going to be about vision, value, and validate. But I just heard that validate caused a lot of confusion. So give me a second. I'm going to turn this presentation um, a little bit different. Also, last year when I spoke, I got through all of my slides and I didn't acknowledge everybody because I was a little bit nervous. And so this year I get to acknowledge everybody up front. This is the people that I work with. Some of them are still at Merck. Other people are from across the Merck enterprise. Um, we have our, or our group actually was a smart trials team that started by a few people saying, hey, we are doing all these efforts. Why don't we get the group together to discuss some of their learnings? And we said, that's good. But then last year, about 18 months ago, um, Lisa Shipley, who's my manager, was given funding and she took it on full time. And so now we have the global data analytics and technologies team. So today, what I'm going to do is just talk about some of my learnings. I can't talk about the whole team in 20 minutes. So really, there's three key themes that I have. One is the benefits of being micro-ambitious. The other one is working in a you know, safe environment when it is safe to fail. I think a lot of people talk it, um, but not a lot of people have environments where you can really make mistakes. And so I was kind of questioning that. And then how I've evolved from the kind of understanding the what's to the why's. So I was going to go through all this today again, but in the time we have, we're really focusing on a prototype that I built. Um, it is called the Mobile iLab 53. And it's a mobile lab, um, and I'll tell you some of the mistakes I made, and then where it is today. Um, just as a quick overview for the team, this is the global data analytics and technology team that used to be the smart trial team. So we have the smart dosing, smart sampling, and wicked smart analytics. Um, we've decided to use AI. I guess it's catching on. Um, and then we have digital biomarkers as well. And so really the use of the digital devices to collect and measure the um, uh, physiological and the behavioral data. And really what it is is about getting innovative digital uh, devices into clinical sites and beyond and being able to collect better data. Where I came in, my background was in human health. And so when I joined the team, I said to my manager, I said, you know, um, I'm in um, marketing. And she goes, yeah, I go, I don't have a PhD. She goes, yeah, yeah, that's okay. I said, do you understand that I've never worked in clinical trials, but since you guys have figured it all out, I'm sure it's going to be okay. And uh, I thought, you know, coming from marketing, I really thought that adherence wasn't a problem in clinical trials. Um, and uh, I learned I wasn't right. And uh, I also learned, you know, a lot of it where I had a lot of passion was around patients and caregivers. And we're seeing, you know, this isn't anything new, but the, how we're going from the site-centric approach to that patient-centric approach and how we're learning from across the industry. Um, you know, we often say that you know, we're not going to win on the molecule. Or, sorry, we're going to win on the molecule. We're not going to win on the device we have. And I, you know, I didn't see a lot of that collaboration before. 
And then all of a sudden, about 18 months ago, I was at a Transcelerate meeting, and I started to see that pre-competitive collaboration. And that's where I met Dan for the first time, where he said, hey, you know, we got the Fire Lab that we're doing some really interesting work. Do you want to come up to Pfizer and see it? And I told Lisa, and she said, um, yeah, that'd be great. And we went in, Dan shared it, Kelly uh, was there as well, who presented last year, and it was so, so exciting. And we left that uh, meeting just inspired, and we said, well, what would that mean to do at Merck? And so that was really the catalyst of what, uh, the work that we did with the mobile lab. And so really, you know, just again, I uh, did this, just one slide, just around, and I think we all know it, that limitations that we've talked about already, about them being site-centric, you know, um, sorry, look at this slide here. The other thing is about the idea that, you know, we, we often use a stat that out of the 4,380 hours in six months, the average patient spends 50 hours, so what do you do with that other 4,330 hours? So, you know, really where we go is what if we could engage the patient more often at their convenience? So being new to the team, I said, oh, this would be great. Imagine if we could actually be in the patient's home and really get that understanding. I really would be interested if there was a device that actually could have facial recognition, could have voice recognition. I don't know, I'll call it a social robot, right? That really wasn't just the Amazon alarm that was going off at the time, but this could actually recognize you and realize that it was giving you notices because it was like, hey, Kai, I see you. It's time to take that medication. Rather than you know, giving that to somebody else because they just assume it's five o'clock, so we'll send that to everybody. I can speak a little bit faster, but um, look at that, 2017, right? Anyone here at the Jibo? Anybody? Time, thank you, two there. Okay, okay, we, we got five people, so th there's a reason for that. Um, but it was, we heard about the Jibo, and actually I got uh, early access, it came out of uh, MIT, and um, this device, as you can see, got you know a lot of attention. It was we got a, a couple of devices. I told my boss, this is what we need to do. We need to get a couple of these devices. Maybe see how we could engage with the caregiver and with patients. This device was really engaging. The head moved. It would look at you. It would even when you touched it, it kind of would like shake a little bit. I mean, it was very you know. Uh, engaged, I guess. And so I thought that was super, super exciting. I told my boss, hey, look, I know it's my first project, but can we get a couple of those? And she said, you do that. You go ahead. Oh, look at that patient engagement. I was like, winning. And then this happened. Um, so less than nine months later, they had raised $74 million. And they ended up nine months after launch going out. And I said, oh, this really is going to be rough. And I went into my boss's office, and I said, I'm really sorry. And she said, what did you learn? I said, well, we talked about that. And we ended up realizing that she kind of walked the walk about learning in a safe environment. So I thought about that, and I said, geez, well, if we could do that, what about, I got an idea. What we'll do is I'm going to ask her, because you know we're, I'm in the manufacturing sites as well, West Point, uh, PA. And I said, would you mind, because I love that fire lab idea, what do you think if I could get a shipping container on site and build a mock-up of a clinical lab? And she was like, you go find a shipping container and let me know how that goes. All right, we're all over that. So here's a video that I'm gonna play for you. Um, so I'll give it a second, it's only three minutes.
Google. All fun. mobile lab um, a little bit of the backstories after she said yes I could go out I went out to the guy who used to be in charge of the incinerators and he's like you know what Kai I know a guy um, he actually there's Matt there and he said I know a guy and that guy said he was head of logistics he said what if it wasn't a shipping container what if it was a reefer so a 53 foot reefer I got that then he said you know I went four days later and all of a sudden they had given me a loading dock and they'd given me this reverb. It had air conditioning because it was in the summer. So it could do 44 degrees and minus 22, but it was set to minus 22. So I'd be turning that on for 10 minutes and then doing that. But what I'm really excited about with this project is you look at this list here. It's not your traditional list of collaborators. It's not a list of other scientists or just other marketers. There's people in logistics. There are people you know, who are electricians, carpenters. And as I was building it, there was a lot of people who would come by and go, hey, I heard you were doing something here. Would you mind if I check it out? And I'd say, yes, absolutely. What do you do here? And they'd say, well, I'm, I'm a carpenter, and I brought a few of my friends. And then they came in, and they said, you know, actually, my mother has Parkinson's, and I like this little caregiver empowerment corner, but what do you reckon? I love that word where, what do you reckon? Because it means that people are bending and building on your ideas. And so this idea happened, and now people say, of course, now what? So this, the idea here was that I got, and this is part of being micro-ambitious, coming from marketing, I went, you know what we need to, I'm about to fall off, I'll just try not to. Um, I said, one of the things that we need to do is we could do clinical trials in this lab. We could bring this to Europe, we could bring this to Asia, we could bring this to Africa, it would be amazing. Instead, what ended up happening is I learned that that made people really, really nervous, and they started just hating the idea. So then I pulled it back a little bit and said, well, what if we used this to screen patients? What if we actually think about the fact that we've all heard, you know, everyone heard about that geography is one of the re biggest reasons for patients to drop out of clinical trials? Anyone heard that? Okay, sorry, I just, um, yeah, I heard that, and that kind of got to the, 
Perfect. That could come soon enough for most of you. Uh, so one of the things that um, you hear that, and you know, we ask the what? Oh, well, patients say geography. You know how we're going to solve that problem? We're going to get an Uber so they can drive. But since we didn't ask the why, because we heard people saying why, 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 we realized that even if you get the Uber, you still need your loved one to take the day off work. You still need to commute an hour. You still need to take that five hours to be in it. Uber or not, hey, I love to be driven as much as the next person, but you haven't solved why I don't want to go all the way to the city. So the idea here was that we had a project and uh, they had to, um, it was for the uh, microbiome and they needed to get um, stool samples and freeze them right away. And they said it took two years to recruit for that study. So I said, well, what if you took the mobile eye lab and you went to an independent living facility or you went to a barbershop, a faith-based organization? What would that mean? And so that's right now we're in the phase where I did the concept. Now I'm building the version 2.0 and I'm getting the um, feedback from other people across Merck. And um, really what I'd like today is I'd love to hear why you hate this idea but I'd love to hear what I have to do to address that reason that you hate it. Um, and I did lie, because it has been done before. Um, the Mammo bus, the bookmobile, food trucks, right? Um, the bloodmobile, they've all were traditionally brick and mortar. So people have gone from the traditional brick and mortar and actually made them mobile. We just haven't done it in this way. And so that's something where I'm hoping to share this today Lake's already been, and have that sharing and get that feedback from all of you um, to say, hey, you know what, what do you reckon? So when you talk about gain buy-in, this is kind of, I'm, this is probably one of the coolest things that's happened um, past, since I've been at Merck, is they brought me into the warehouse a different way when they brought the trail back. And uh, they surprised me because they painted. They said, Kai, we know that you're going to have really important people coming and seeing this. So they painted the walls, they painted that whole part. You can see where the warehouse used to look. You know? And I was like, that's pretty awesome. And then they actually printed the sign. And so now they come back, and I'll be walking through West Point, which is a large facility, and the truckers will be honking the horn. Kai, how you doing? And Jack, good to see you. Um, and, uh, but they came in, and they've taken ownership and put skin in the game. And that's really why this was able to be done. And so right now, we have flooring. We're still building this up. But as I kind of, a, almost as a metaphor, the empty box is for your ideas. Anyone? Um, but really with that, that's what I wanted to share today, just to kind of give you my experience and something how we're actually trying to create that safe environment to learn and how we're being micro ambitious and trying to get those little wins rather than saying, hey, we're going to fix clinical trials tomorrow. I hope you enjoyed the podcast from the 2019 Mobile and Clinical Trials Conference. For information on the upcoming 2020 event, visit theconferenceforum.org. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.